Welcome to Wearing the Folk. <laughs> I am Cecil Fletcher today, as always. And I've got Mr. Henry Tolley with me today, coming from the way up there in the northern tip of Kentucky. I'm down there right next to the border of Tennessee in Kentucky. And we have a repeat guest with us, uh, Ms. Hadley Thorne. And we have a brand new guest, her co-host, Shay Tolley. Shay, where in the fuck are you at? Uh, I am about 20 miles, no, not even 20 miles, 10 miles away from Hadley, actually. Awesome. Uh, so also central Mississippi. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm folking from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And Hadley, if, if they haven't caught in before, you're from that same area, right? Yeah, central Mississippi, born and raised. Um, let's get a rundown of what you guys got going on right now. Well, um, Shay just recently joined the crew at Weird Realities, and he has taken over for James Irby as the co-host for the Weird Sessions, which have been going great. We've done some great interviews the last week, which uh, we did an interview with Joshua Cutching and Tanya and Joey Medea. We're having a subject matter expert panel for the zombie apocalypse to review the recently dropped Netflix movie, Army of the Dead. Right. So, Shay, are, are you an author as well? God, no. I, I can barely read and write. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to record my books. He's a voice actor. Well, see, then you, you definitely deserve to be on our podcast. If you <laughs> <laughs> I think between uh, between all of us, we may have a, a decent skill set. <laughs> I've just learned my lowercase numbers. Uh, my seven-year-old taught them to me. Um, that was interesting. Copious amounts of beer involved. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> Did you know that they don't even do cursive writing anymore in school, apparently? Well, you know, they do a, not. There's a conspiracy for that. You remember the, when they used to crack us in the back of the head with meter sticks? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the the conspiracy as to why they don't teach that anymore um, goes along with like a form of control, like the kids wouldn't be able to to you know read the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights. That okay, makes, take me down this bunny hole. So that actually makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the documents, but it's like like super super old cursive and you know when people get really good at that it's unless you know how to read cursive it's almost illegible and, and it's, yeah, it's like one step down from calligraphy i mean yeah it's, yeah yeah it only takes one or two generations of dumbing down before they nobody knows what it says anymore yeah, yeah. they could t- they could tell you anything but yeah that's the that's the standing conspiracy for the for the cursive thing I, I never but, could write in cursive anyway. <laughs> I could, it just wasn't legible. Uh, my, what's really cool, the little town that we I live in, uh, it's it's a smaller town uh, called Pearl. Uh, the I mean, they still say prayer at the beginning of every football game, and you know this is the South, so football is a religion into its unto itself. Uh, but yeah, they still say prayer and stuff in front of in, in, at the beginning at the end of every football game. And my son just finished seven, just finished second grade, and he, they are actually still teaching cursive at Pearl. Okay, wow. I mean, that's really shocking. The second grade. Yeah, it shocked me. But it's a small town with small town values too. So, 
maybe that has something to do with it. They're like, you know, to hell with the curriculum. We're going to have fun and, you know, make these children learn something they'll never use. Yeah, dude. So, so it's kind of the same way. It's kind of the same as Pearl where Cecil and I grew up just super small town. Um, you know, football was king, all that good stuff. But up here, that's illicit drugs. (laughs) (laughs) That's the town I grew up in. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, like I was talking to my, I don't know, it's been like a year ago or something. And she said that she's like, yeah, my kids are enrolled in, um, what, the, what was it? Lego architecture. It was a class. Like that's legitimate class up here. Wow. And that's at one of like the, the highest rated schools in Kentucky. It must be nice to be able to afford Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's all kinds of just like like rather than traditional learning there's all kinds of like odd stuff like that oh the pearl has for the high school they have like their after school activities and it's not like you like you're saying a class that they can take but it, for their their uh their clubs and stuff there's actually a D club which i thought was really cool because i'm cool. an old school D nerd Played my yeah, first game in '88. We all used to play. <laughs> I love it. It's a weekly game now, so. Yeah. Um. Whenever we finished playing ours, I killed the whole crew. I got so my my DM made my character so high leveled he couldn't stop it. It's like, <laughs> a nice into an eight year run. <laughs> a trail. <laughs> I made it to the king of Hyrule, and I was like, you motherfuckers are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of you executed. (laughs) You need to tell Shay about your band. Oh, yeah. Do you play music, Shay? I'm, well, not anymore. I I, I don't say, I won't say, okay. Let me try that again in English. I've never (laughs) been a musician. I was a vocalist in three different bands. A punk band, a cover band and a metal band so okay yeah we we used to play um heavy metal yeah and i was the vocalist for that band oh, yeah. <laughs> yep uh, I, we I the play play. i play uh guitar and banjo and mandolin and i can play bass just whatever you can tell in cecil's background that's a good a good spread i think cecil's got violins and everything though Oh well. Yeah. Um, like I told one of uh, Tully's cohorts at his wedding, I play a mean skin flute though. <laughs> <laughs> twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> but um, it's interesting that you guys are doing this zombie thing because I actually started reading on DuckDuckGo about real zombie attacks. You know, uh-huh. why? Why do all the real zombie attacks happen in Florida? <laughs> you've got the the ocean on one side and the gulf on the other and when those two winds can converge the winds from each you know each system converge it turns everybody fucking stupid that's maybe, that's uh, my that's my theory maybe florida sits on one of those <laughs> <laughs> I'm from maybe, Apopka. Maybe, maybe Florida is sitting on one of those trade lines or whatever you call them, Cecil. Ley lines. Ley lines, yeah. 
ley line of psychosis. I don't know if you guys have been seeing um, or if you like swap TikToks or anything with your friends or, or your kids send them to you. But there's a TikTok of this guy on Google Maps and he goes into California. Have you seen that? I mean, it ju- it's just probably in the last couple of days they zoom in and it's a it's a spiral rock formation that you can see from the satellite view and they drop the little man to get the road view. And there's literally groups of people in white robes, like almost like star Wars looking robes. And they're all like knelt down at this altar. Well, I just got on TikTok like no kidding two days ago. So I'm going to have to figure out how to find Are you sure that was in California and not in, in like central Tennessee, and it was a clan meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely We've definitely some... West Coast. Okay, okay. Maybe we that's some... uh, maybe that's their new uniforms or something. <laughs> so the zombie thing, you said you watched it three times. Are, are you the well, panel? Well, I watched it like all the way through once, and then I've had it on twice to like try and take some notes on it, um, just to see if I if I missed something or you know. Because the first time I just wanted the experience of watching it, but then I watched it again because I was, I mean, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it was not the zombie movie I was expecting. In a good way or a bad way? It it was fun, but it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. And it, I mean, it, you know, and it wasn't as gory as I thought it should be. So um, it was just different. It was just not what I was expecting. But, I mean, I'm not going to say it was bad because it's still a zombie movie and, you know, there's just not that many. And the fact that they did it during the pandemic, and I think they did it with, like, half of a normal movie um, budget, I think they did a great job for that. But it's a Netflix original. For a Netflix original, it's, you know, pretty awesome. You know about the whole Chris D'Elia thing in that, right? Well... I did not until today because I was saying that my favorite character was the Tig Nagaro character. And someone was saying, yeah, it's a shame what happened with Chris. And I was like, well, I knew he had some trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, the, the dude who replaced him, I think. Um, it's a woman. And she's it, from Mississippi. Is it a woman? Yeah. She's a lesbian much. comedian from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I don't even know. It's been a long time since I read about it. It was literally when all that stuff broke about Chris. They said they were replacing him. For some reason, I thought it was a man. I don't. I don't think there's a picture or anything. But um, I believe that person filmed all of their stuff independently of the rest of the actors, and they had they to like. They did, and you can't tell. I mean, when I say she stole the show, she really. I thought she did the best out of all of them. But I think it was the way the character was written too. It was it was written. Um, it was a sarcastic, witty person, you know. So that's that's who I identify with. I like I like the smartass. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I've I've actually liked a lot of the content that Netflix has been coming out with lately. Um, there's been some pretty decent movies and shows. Um, I, I started one last night and I can't remember the name of it. It was, um, I believe, a Netflix original that just came out this week. A TV show about um, 
it's like kind of like a murder mystery. It's in Spanish. Oh, is that the one with like where what happened to Susan? Yeah, something like that. I so far, watching the first season, and I think it is um, Spanish. I think it's filmed in or maybe Portugal, somewhere somewhere in Europe. Yeah, it, someone mentioned Spain in the first episode, so I figured it was somewhere around yeah. there. You know what pisses me off? What? Those mushrooms they found on Mars that we were literally talking about last week. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, now that's a hoax. <gasps> then why in the hell did you put it all over the news? Like, why? Why are they hoaxing the mushrooms? Uh, Bad they, enough, they got to do Bigfoot. And they, they're like, oh, you know, there's no proof that there's mushrooms. Only, you know, we took these pictures. But you can't believe the pictures, even though we want you to believe that we're on Mars by taking these pictures. <laughs> like, I, I, I saw two pictures, <laughs> two pictures of Earth that NASA has put out side by side. And America is significantly larger in one picture from the same angle than in the other picture that was released at a later date. Well, they've they've admitted that they photoshopped their pictures. Like, well, yeah, because because satellite pictures are supposed to be like black and white and grainy, right? Yeah, because of all the radiation up there. <laughs> <laughs> Cecil believes that we live in a dome too. If you didn't know that. Yeah. We live in well, a I'm dome. trying to figure. So wait, well, we've never been to space. Is that is that that your belief? Yes. Okay. Jane's friends with an astronaut. Has he been to space? She, well, no, she she worked for NASA. Uh, now she worked for Lockheed Martin, I believe. Uh, how many was, how many photos did she fake? Probably. Well, she, that's I think think that's how she got in. She's a great uh, great at Photoshop. No, uh, so I'm thinking that's where the zombies come from is the space mushrooms. Because the space shuttles land in. Florida, don't they? This is true. So maybe it's, I think they and usually, that's why everything is so screwed up in Florida is because of the space mushrooms. So they don't exist, and that's why they're trying to hide them because there's going to be another zombie outbreak soon. So there was an independent uh, launcher of rockets who wanted to. He's a flat earther, I think, and he launches his own huge rocket. In an attempt to get a picture or proof that the Earth is round or flat. And you see this rocket take off. And it's going and it's going it's going. And it just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, it just stops. Like literally just pauses in the air and then falls. And that's, that's kind of what is... A, you can tell by the look on Cecil's face right now. <laughs> that, that's kind of that's kind of what's driving this conversation. <laughs> no, granted, I've never been that high. And, well, yeah, I've been pretty high before, but not that. High. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's I believe there's a fifty fifty chance. <laughs> so, Whatever. I don't know how much you know about the conspiracy on that shape, but you know, when you look up at the knot sky in the country and you can see the Milky way, right? Flat earthers believe that that isn't the Milky way, that that's the spot on the firmament, which is the dome that 
the government launched nukes in an attempt to break the firmament. Yeah, so it's so not. it's a it's a oh. smudge on the dome. It's like, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think my IQ just dropped three points. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't believe that birds are real, so why, why can't you? Well, not it's not all birds. Uh, some bird, yeah, most birds are real, but the pigeons are not real. Eh. <laughs> pigeons are not real. I believe that too, but I think it. I think it. It's more of the bird species, like the bird population in general. Like the, the land runners are probably real because we have to have substance or whatever, but crows and whatnot, they're all fake. <laughs> I, I, I live in the South, and we shoot a lot of freaking birds. Uh, I've seen the inside of our aviary friends. So, yes, I, I just, I've never shot a pigeon. Well, Cecil. Go do that now. Cecil hmm. believes that they they are organic in yeah. nature. Like they, <laughs> you can I tell. Well, I believe the organic in nature, like that when you cut them up and they look like a normal animal, but feels though that they were created to be biological creatures by the Venerians who control the matrix that we live in, that live on Venus because Venus is the server. And the only thing that can get around to detect glitches everywhere in any location is a bird. So I feel as though they was put here to report glitches back to the state. <laughs> I'm going to have to change the subject. Did you say something about having a venereal? Um, <laughs> I got rid of venereals in my teenage years. So Henry, what are y'all studying right now? What are you researching? <laughs> studying you know quite a bit of stuff i I know that cecil did an episode on um what was it green children or something with david yeah that's fictional or it's factual that's uh, it was factual that those little kids was it somewhere in england or cornwall somewhere um, yeah they, they say that they're 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 like the earliest one of the earliest sounds of hollow earth but the only thing i have for kickback on that is they were green children and if you believe hollow earth like according to like the admiral bird and things of that nature like they're more like us but they're basically giants like tall tall whites basically so interdimensional probably uh there was one astron astronomer or something like that that thinks that the green children were transported from a different planet and they lived in a goldilocks zone of a uh fixed planet that stayed you know one side always facing their sun and the other side always facing away so they lived right inside the line where the two met and it would always be twilight there because apparently in the land of St. Martin's land, it's always twilight. So he thinks that one side of the plant was burning hot with volcanoes and shit. And the other side was Antarctica where the whole to center earth is. And, and they just got transported to earth. That's one of the most logical ones. I think, uh, Jeremy thinks the most logical is that they had an, like an, um, like what is it when you have low iron? Anemia? Yeah. Yeah, anemia. Yeah. I guess, you know. <laughs> well, there is there is blue people in Kentucky. Yeah, the blue people in Kentucky. And the blue man group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the blue people of Kentucky is real. Um, uh, what? Yeah, you've never heard of that? No. No, just Google, Google blue men or blue people in Kentucky, and they're literally, I mean, it's like not a blue man group, blue, but they're blue. They had some kind of recessive gene, and they ate a lot of silver or whatever, and it made them blue. It's the blue fugit family is what it is. And the recessive gene, it kept getting passed around because oh, in... They are in, blue. Yeah, and in Kentucky, in the hills, you know, you couldn't really get out too far to find a suit <laughs> back in the day. So they, they just kind of... like Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. So they just kind of uh, intertwined. Their their uh, family tree was a bush. <laughs> so <laughs> that's A blueberry bush, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. It's, um, they were on some kind of talk show and everything. So, that's actually where my grandmother's from. <laughs> so have you guys heard about... The June thirtieth information release. Tell us. So, if you remember, the the president prior to Biden um, demanded that the Pentagon release all information about the nature of unidentified flying objects or UAPs. And June 30th of this year is when they're finally going to do it. And they've already, you know, released a video of a UFO. And the government confirmed that they don't know what it is. So the conspiracy and truth community is going crazy about what this June 30th mock drop is going to be. What do you think it's going to be? Uh... I mean, that we are the ones making all the flying saucers and everything. <laughs> probably. Uh, I was listening to an interview from the guy who was actually piloting the uh, airplane that took the footage of this UFO that they released the footage of. And he said that when he called his commanding officer to basically freak out, that his commanding officer told him not to worry about it, that they already knew about it. And then as a follow-up had, had him when he landed, had him come to a hangar. And he said that in the hangar, there was one of these, um, prototype stealth jets that, that looks very similar to a UFO. And he said it was hovering 20 feet off the ground in the hangar. And, the commanding officer looks at him and he says, do you think that's real? And he, <laughs> and, and he says, yeah, he says, yeah, he says, go touch it. He goes to touch it. And his arm goes straight through it. Nice. And it was, um, it's a continuation of back in the 1950s. They started developing like hologram technology like the the hologram that you saw of like Tupac, you know that was decent, but you know we know that there's technologies that we don't know about that's like twenty, thirty years ahead of what we actually have, and the the technology is so strong now. This guy swears to God that there was a a plane hovering twenty feet in the air, and it looked so real that he thought he could touch it. 
So with that kind of technology, you know, if you're projecting it into the sky where, you know, your depth perception and complexity perception is degraded anyway, you could do a whole invasion and it not even be real. It would be like, uh, like on Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. like with all the drones just yeah. pro- projecting everything. And then you, you know, the drones are able to attack and you basically can attack with whatever you could project a deity into the sky and have it attack something. This is fascinating. I recently um, met one of the, I went on a podcast um, as a guest last week and one of the hosts is a ex CIA agent and he's an author now. I don't know if he's retired or what, but he made the comment while we were on the show, we're talking about the, the air storm in area 51 and he's like, yeah, I, I wondered if my clearance was still good, but they were talking about that. And I was thinking to myself, you need to come on my show. <laughs> we need to talk to you. Want <laughs> CIA agent just get read on there sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like even with the Horton brothers, the plane that they made, like Jeremy was talking about last week, on um, Jeremy Rose from Alien Scientists, like. The, that that plane that they made back in the forties looked a lot like a boarded like the the, the, the Roswell crash. The it Ros- looked almost dead on the Roswell crash. Well, so I've, think- I've seen a stealth fighter once, like flying. It came to an air show here, and it did not fly like a normal plane. So I could see where someone could have confused that with a UFO. So I believe we do have the technology. I mean, and you're right. We we don't know what's out there. We're usually, what we're seeing is about 10 or 15 years behind. Your your Skinwalker Ranch episode, the two-parter, that's some of the best research I've seen on that topic. And I wanted to say kudos to y'all for that because that really is the best show I've watched on that topic. Nice. There's a ton of stuff. He also mentioned that. He thinks that... Uh, didn't he say that was disinformation or something? Yeah, he thinks it's disinformation. Because he thinks that, you know, the whole thing is like I normal, think, so. normalizing people to the idea of, you know, an invasion or, or, you know, kind of getting, getting UFOs into the same category as like ghosts. Um, I don't know. Like trying it, to normalize them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, up until they released that video, they called people crazy. I, I mean, that's why it was on Ancient Aliens. You know what I mean? Like, it, they called people nuts. I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> um, so, Shay, you said something about the JFK assassination. Do you think that was a uh, legit Lee Harvey did it by himself? Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, I'm no, hoping, no, no. I'm I don't think he did it at all. I think he was just a patsy. What's your theory about that? Like CIA, is- uh, JFK was wanting to release information uh, to the public, and they did not want him to release it. And, of course, he's president. He can do what the hell he wants. Uh, I also think that's why Marilyn Monroe was found dead. Because oh, yeah. the pillow talk between her and JFK, she knew what his secrets were. Well, she so. was also in bed with Fidel. She and, was. And um, Robert Kennedy, too. Yeah. And, but um, 
do you have you ever heard the theory that Lee Harvey Oswald was actually two people? I have not oh. heard that. That there was Lee and then there was Harvey. Uh, I, no, I haven't heard that. No. Uh, essentially, they it goes to the it, it falls in the lines of the CIA is just a little bit more on the fringe, I guess, of uh, what people were considered out there. But basically, I think there was a Lee and there was a Harvey Oswald. They were basically twins. And you you remember there was an account of Lee Harvey Oswald being in Cuba and being in I think it was Louisiana at the same time. Uh, they think that Lee was actually over there in the, like in the invasion of pigs, I think it was, uh, helping with that, and that Harvey was over here, and that Harvey Oswald is actually the one that killed him, but Lee's the one that took the fall for it, and Harvey killed him on like the guidance of the mob and the CIA. Wow. I have never heard that. That's doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you put it past him though? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that was back when things could be so crooked we would never know that you know nowadays well i say this yeah i was about to say social media has I mean, well the internet really has ruined the information age yeah, yeah I, I, recently, I recently heard somebody say that um unless it's at the library and it's broken down into fiction or nonfiction. I don't believe it. Well, unless I see it with my own eyes. I was just telling Cecil this, this this morning. It seems like every article that I see, which I don't depend on like traditional platforms for my news anymore, but whenever I go, like I have to run the Twitter, and I'll I'll get on Twitter, and you know go to start adding people or or something like that, and literally every article on Twitter is it either starts with or ends with fact checkers say. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, like, like with the internet and with all this new technology and everything, we'll never know what's real again. Exactly. Like, like um, deep fake. If anything came out and is defender proof, there it is. We got it on video. Oh, it's deep fake. Automatic. No, that don't happen. That didn't happen. People and, don't want to believe trustworthy sources anymore. They want to believe the the biggest hype they can. It's it's a shame. Have you ever sank a vehicle in a river before? <laughs> no. Much. It's fun. <laughs> Just, there was a so it, the I, we like I said we live in a small town called Pearl. I grew up in a even smaller town called McGee. <laughs> and uh, there there was, uh, God, what was it? Bowie River Bridge is what it's called. And uh, it was, you know, everybody would go out there in the summertime and jump off the bridge. And of course it was illegal. So the cops would show up and run everybody off. But uh, if you pointed your toes just right and stuck your arms to the side just right and got enough, and in my case, I was fat enough, uh, you could spear down and actually springboard off the hood of a car that was down there. That's get back awesome. to the surface. It was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> they shut it down when a guy got bit by uh, moccasins. He jumped into. So you, you've seen how uh, water moccasins mate, right? They do the 
floating, writhing orgy, you know, yeah. and there, there's like a big nest of them just, you know, creepily, creepily writhing in, in themselves. And he jumped off just as one of those was going under the bur- or through the water and landed in it uh, and got bit like 17 times. And mm. they, they, they have a big tall wall on the bridge now to where you can't jump off. I know last time I was in an orgy, I got bit a bunch, too. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, Uncle Frank, stop it. <laughs> Put your teeth back in. <laughs> That's pretty much how they would go around here, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so this crocodile. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> I miss you. That was this crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> this is going back to zombies, by the way. The drug crocodile. Do you oh, think that that could people turn could, could turn people into zombies? Uh, have you seen any of the about. videos out of Russia? No, that's what I'm reading about right now. So yeah, well, there are some videos. Uh, so it's Heather uh, uh, Hadley. It's it's a type of uh, it's like meth, basically. Oh yeah. Oh, I way worse. In it. Well, no, 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 no. Crocodile is what it's called. Crocodile. Right? It's so what it is. It's it's a type of amphetamine that is like thirty five times more potent than crystal meth. And if as you get more and more addicted, you do more and more of it, your skin starts to scale. Oh. And it looks like crocodile skin. So that's why it got the street name of crocodile. Uh, but the, the more scaly your skin gets, the more fucked your brain gets. And it is, <laughs> and it is turning people into basically living zombies. I mean, they, they are so far out of their gourd that they are literally eating their own flesh. Like, it's like, like a, they're biting through their cheeks. It's uh, like Florida man on meth. Flo- Florida man... Yeah, yeah, like the <laughs> the bath salts Florida man doing meth. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, man, this is crazy. I wonder how you get wholesome that. <laughs> Just so that I know to stay away from that part of town. Yeah. <laughs> now, when it comes to a zombie outbreak, do you think that it would be like a man-made zombie outbreak? Because did you ever watch that video from the Soviet Union uh, when they? Well, I think I think we talked about this before, badly. Um. Where um they bring the dog's head back to life through mechanics. It's an old Oh, when they like they like shoot a gun beside it and its eyes blinked or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a long time ago. Yeah, it's a really, really old video. I wonder if that's how it's gonna happen. I think it's I I think it's already I think people have already been reanimated and stuff. Well yeah. They're cloning people, they can bring people back. I'm thinking if there's a zombie outbreak, zombie, I think it's more likely that like a 28 days later situation where, you know, rabies kind of jumps from animal to human because they're, they're already, I forget what they call it, but when they, they weaponize animal diseases to, to jump over to humans. 
there, there's a there's a term for that. My fear with the whole infected with rabies thing is they're fast. I don't. I want to be like at least survive a couple months of the zombie apocalypse. If they're fast, my fat ass is gone in the first day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I can't see a scenario where they're they're undead. You know what I mean? Maybe they're just stupid or something, and like, you know, like running into walls and shit. <laughs> well, if if they had rabies, undead, just a brain dead. <laughs> yeah, if. If if they had rabies or something like that, I'm sure they'd be running into walls. They'd just be extremely violent when they saw other moving things. And these zombie ants, that's probably how it's going to start. There's going to be a little squirrel, little ant, then catch it somehow like that. Then some redneck's going to pop that squirrel and eat it, and then we're going to have zombies. I think it's going to be more like the blob, something... Or like, what was it? Slither? Was that? Oh yeah, Slither. Yeah, I think it's gonna be something from outer space that's gonna come and it's gonna give us a parasite and it's gonna well, control. Apparently, the it can't come from outer space because it can't get through the dome. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from across the ice wall. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't believe in everything that that Cecil says, obviously, I, I do think it's weird that. Every country has come together and conclusively decided that people don't need to go into Antarctica. <laughs> and there's a, there's an old video of uh, of one of the explore the original explorers of Antarctica, and they're like they're like, do you think there's any lands still undiscovered uh, by man? And he says. He says, well, yeah, there's there's tons. He's like, there's a landmass the size of uh, North America beyond Antarctica. You know, um, that's interesting. There's They're having a big melt-off up there. And there's some like piece, some big iceberg they're watching. I'm real interested to see what's going to happen with that because it's already raising like the sea level so much. But... Um, that and the fact, you know, the grizzly bears are mating with the polar bears now. And the, the grizzly, yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's real interesting that, um, that we're having this big genetic jump there. That That's a big sign to me that there's, there's big changes that that's something we're noticing. But that's a huge predator. And that's going to be an aggressive, aggressive predator. Oh, but he's going to taste so good. Oh, yeah, you know the meat from that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so how long has Antarctica been covered in ice, do you think? Since the Since ice age. The ice age? <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you think that underneath this ice there's probably, like, do you think that there was probably a civilization that lived there? Well, there's yeah. already, there's already um, mapping of Antarctica that shows a pyramid. What freaks me out the most is the types of viruses and bacteria that it's going to thaw out that we don't know anything about. Our bodies don't know anything about. And you see what it's done with this current situation. How's rotten the book going? <laughs> well, I've, I think I told you the the vampire book is almost done. It's at the beta reader right now. The other book, I was really trying to get it finished by mid-june 
and I got so stressed out about it. I finally just had to walk away. Um, I wanted to focus on doing this zombie panel and I, it was getting so much good feedback. One of my favorite authors is um, W.J. Lundy and he got on board and said he would do the panel and he's like, you know, one of the best-selling zombie authors out there, He, which he does Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. That's his um, series or one of his series that he does, which if you if you like that sort of thing, they're some of the best out there. <laughs> and um, David Simpson, who wrote Zombie Road, is also um, on board to do it. And they're going to make a, a, either a TV series based on his Zombie Road um, book series, or they're going to do a movie. So, I mean, when I say I got some really awesome people involved, I really did. And we've just had fun just kind of carrying on and getting prepared for it and all that. So... No, that's awesome that you've been able to to get that group of people together. I was really surprised. This this whole weird realities thing has kind of been like that. Like it started off with just Gracie and I talking, and we were like, we'll be happy if we have like twenty followers on Twitter, and now we have like thirteen hundred and something. But um, I'm writing a book too. It started off as a fictional, then it turned into a autobiographical. It's called Erotic Asphyxiation: A Survivor's Tale. <laughs> 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 what, a film? no this is a survivor's tale oh, oh. <laughs> oh. yeah we do um we're gonna do a interview with yeah and y'all are probably the only people who know who this guy is i had never heard of him but lauren had him on her show for one of her members only things and um, his name is Micah Hanks, and he's a big podcaster. He does his own um, research and stuff into the UFOs and all, all the stuff that we all like, the conspiracies and all that. And yeah, I talked yeah. to him after her show, and he's going to come on at the in August, I think, and do a episode with us. And I'm looking forward to that because he, he's kind of a big deal, but I didn't know that because, you know, I'm don't really know much yeah i don't think i know who that is look him up it's micah hanks like tom hanks but micah it's very scary how much like my friend tyler this guy looks really yeah lauren um who else do we have coming up we've got we've got your friend marvin or martin from um unexplained scotland he's gonna be on next I love Martin. He just had a really good new one come out. Uh, the A70 abduction. Abduction. We'll have to check that out. It's a good one. Um, um, that Joshua Kitchen interview, I had a really good time. I totally fangirled with him. He does a lot of folklore research into like the old myths and legends, like surrounding disappearances, and you know the the he parallels between like the Fey legends and the alien abduction stories. Yeah. So yeah, and he did he did a whole book on smells, and like how it was it's called the brimstone deceit, and it's about how when um people are abducted they usually have a an odor that they smell, or how when people see Bigfoot there's an odor that they smell, and he just made all these parallels and he's got a huge book and then he did another book on the um the phenomenon regarding um, the disappearances of children with alien abductions and with the fairies. And then um, 
he wrote co-wrote two books on Bigfoot with a guy named Timothy Rimmer, Rimmer, who is the podcast dude behind um, Strange Strange Things or Stranger Things. I've I've heard of that. I have. That's wild. But he was really interesting. I get a chance to listen to the interview because I think it went really well. But we did not cover anything I wanted to because I just we really just went down a rabbit hole with all this. Chief, different... chief and girl. I did. Well, a lot of the stuff that he researches is stuff that I had had found out on my own in my research for my book. So not, finding I, someone else that thought about it had done the the deep research into it was really interesting. We had a. We had a discussion with our friend Isaac from South Africa, and I want you to weigh in on this. Um, since we were talking about like fairies and stuff like that, you've heard of Jen, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're the ones that grant the three wishes. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yes. Yes and no. They was all telling me I was wrong, but I'm pretty sure Robin Williams voiced the genie. Yeah, it, a, he a was genie. The, the genie in the lamp in Aladdin. And he right. <laughs> uh, so there are different levels. <laughs> well, like I saying think, I all think of the, the little people are known. is different. Well, so so this guy Isaac, who's also awesome, if you ever want to have like a paranormal person on, um, Durban Paranormal, and I think he just hit like ten thousand subscribers on his videos. Yeah. Um, Damn. We have forty-seven. <laughs> but, like our like our show, please. But he, yeah, he, I can right. subscribe. Right. <laughs> so, so he tells us all kinds of crazy stuff because he lives close to Cape in South Africa, and he says that there's these things that everyone believes in there called togoloshi. It, is that how you say it, Cecil? Uh, togoloshi it's a blanket term for cryptids essentially but it's uh that al- or it's a goblin almost like devils that that will steal stuff from people or do people's bidding like on their behalf and you know while well, we was on that episode i was actually looking up the crime rate for that area and they got like 23 active serial killers in that area Oh, yeah. South Africa is really bad. You know, I used to date a guy from South Africa, and then he moved. He told me how incredibly superstitious people were there. <laughs> well, yeah, these Togoloshi scared the shit out of people. <laughs> Legit, like, one of the one of the weird things that he <laughs> told us. So there's a theme park there. Like, uh, you know, Togoloshi think... theme park? <laughs> well, think, think, like... Six Flags or, or King's Island. Is Way it, nicer. It's like golden something, isn't it? Oh no, it's it's a beautiful park. It's amazing. Like it's, it's <laughs> when we talk <laughs> the shit there. And in and the then, middle, <laughs> right in the middle of this amazing park, they drug a <laughs> tanker that took several hundred lives and plopped that son of a bitch right in the middle. <laughs> And didn't even redo it. It's still rusted out. They didn't redo it. And they put they put the lazy river running under it. And they put a restaurant in it. And this thing looks like, uh, just imagine like this glorious landscape. And then you've got the ghost ship pulled out of the depths of the ocean sitting in the middle of it. And 
and he says that people there don't accept the fact that uh, the paranormal's real. But there's all kinds of accounts of like crazy stuff happening on the ship because they didn't get rid of anything. I'm I've been thinking about going ghost hunting myself. We got a place called Devil's Creek, and apparently there's a dog man that haunts. Well, people. I was gonna ask you um, about the dog man since you live in that part of the state. Oh, it's a. Uh... 15 minutes from me probably well have you heard about it before yeah yeah i've been down there a lot i used to go down there ah. (laughs) is it real or is it just something all these cryptid hunters have made up no it's a real legend apparently when you go there there's a little square and that's where the satanic church was the the people that live on devil's creek burn it down now i want to hear your story because the story that i heard was did not involve a devil church what? I, I heard about the campers that got tore up. Oh, it's all in the same place. It's all based around the devil's church or whatever. Because apparently the devil church is what summoned the dog man. Apparently. And there and there's a little trail off of the side of the graveyard called the dog trail that you can find them on. Really? Yeah, I've never, never, no, I've never seen nothing. <laughs> well, I've well, heard all kinds of stuff. Um, I've, I heard that they killed something back there and that they pulled something really large out that had the military there and all and they pulled something out and um they said that there was like a family of them back there well that's probably just hillbillies (laughs) (laughs) they had blue skin when when we were younger so all of the local legends around where um we lived you know we would take a, a 30 pack and we would go investigate these legends. I never had anything happen at Devil's Creek, but there were a few places we went. Like we went to a place with a glowing grave. Um, I don't I don't think anything happened there. But the the one place that I do remember something happening, it was a um, a battlefield from the Civil War. Oh, yeah, down there in Clay County. And they say that you could hear bullets was in past your head. You can't. And, and legitimately, we we sat there for probably an hour, and all of a sudden you just hear, <laughs> like, past your ear. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard the <laughs> spin of a bullet flying past your ear? No, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like... Uh, <laughs> Just something flying past your head at an amazing speed. But I've been thinking about that recently because it has that sound to it. They didn't rifle muskets, though, did they? Well, even if you've you've played paintball before, haven't you? Yeah, that's true. Paintballs do the same thing in their round. I think somebody was just shooting at us. <laughs> I played softball and heard a ball go real fast by my head. That's about the only thing I've heard like that. I almost got shot in my head walking in my house. Yeah, that was terrifying. Somebody had uh, been target practicing down there. A stray bullet hit the side of my house right between me and the screen door. <laughs> That's just what they told you. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can attest to that. Like it. There's there's a bullet hole right next to the entrance of his house. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I, I, it, I believe someone shot at him. 
didn't get in the house. Right? I don't know that they were, they were <laughs> target shooting. <laughs> but but the one thing about that place Tolly's talking about that trips me out is you can hear horses walking next to you. Really? You can hear them like the click, like the clap of it, like you know, like horses walking next to you. They ruled it out as gas wells. Yeah, they say it's a. They say it's noises from a a gas well that's near there, but I've never heard any noises from a gas well. It sounds like bullets and horses. No. That's the, about the only haunted place. You know, there's supposed to be a place where you could see a a woman in white, like traditional woman in white, and you know it. It had to be really specific conditions, and it was literally just a reflection of water onto fog. But check this out. Me and my friend was uh, scaring people one night when we when I used to do mischievous things and smoke the weed. Last week. And, <laughs> no, I was like twelve. But <laughs> but but we uh, but we riding down this road and we was like let's scare them. And sure enough, the lady in white ran across the road. He's like, eh, they's all scared. And then we topped the t- top when we got to the top of the hill around the curve. We seen a figure run across the road and jump an impossible height into the graveyard. And he's like, Did you see that one? And me and him looked at each other and went, Yep. And we just laughed. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> I've think- also what seen. About you, Shay? I know that they probably have some haunted places down around McGee. So yeah. there's a place called Casket Hollow, uh, which is right outside McGee. And I'm proud to know. That it was my uncle that started the myth. Mm. Uh, so back in the 60s, it was a dirt road that people would go to take their dates to uh, for oh, some yeah. private time. And uh, it was right behind. Were they my doing uncle. something around with pucking? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Privately. Uh, they was naked, uh, <laughs> but so, so my uncle and his best friend who his best friend lived like his family land butted up to this dirt road and they decided they would scare the hell out of everyone that was coming down there. So for about six years, they would wait until headlights were coming down the road and leave the best friend's house the back door and just run across the property real quick and grab a rope and drag a handmade pine box across the road in front of <laughs> these cars. And you could never see the rope. It just man, people would, he said, you, you didn't have to worry about naked people in your backyard anymore. It was, it was great. That's one of the, the, the myths of Simpson County. There are, there are quite a few others. Uh, there's the, uh, I want to say, is it, is it Westfield cemetery? It's it's West something cemetery and uh, it it's it was always purported to be haunted and and you know of course of course there was never any evidence so me and some friends decided to go down there and uh, we took some cabbage with us and uh, lit the cabbage on fire. <laughs> Are you talking about the devil's uh, cabbage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was weed. We got you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it 
was pitch black, new, you know, like there was no moonlight to speak of, just starlight. And you could see one of the, because it would have had, it wasn't all headstones that were also like, what do you call them? Oh my God. Crips. Like, yeah, Crips, but it wasn't like the New Orleans style big fancy Crips. It was just like a box. <laughs> Oh, they sarcophagus. Would, sarcophagus, that's the word. Thank you. God, I feel stupid now. But uh, yeah, one of those actually seemed to light up. Wow. Like, glow. And we were like, no, fuck that. And we left. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's, yeah, there's a few really nice, really old, early 1800 grave cemeteries in the area. So that, that are pretty cool to go explore. Just for the history of it, and if you're into the paranormal, there's a good chance you, you will find something. That's crazy. I was delving into a government-made mind-altering substances once, and I woke <laughs> up like, off to get scissors or whatever. The next morning, it scared me to death. <laughs> um, I, I will say, was there. like, even though our motto at the time was until I see the sun or I can't see. <laughs> we, we did investigate quite a few places, but what's crazy is the road that, that he was talking about where he saw the figure jump is the same road that the white lady's on and is the same road where this gas well is <laughs> and is the same road where, and I, I, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, there, there is a, if you drive down this road on certain knots, you'll see an orange orb follow your car, like neck and neck, regardless of how fast you go. And you can roll your windows down and see it. Oh, wow. Like, it, it's not a reflection. It, it's all around this one, and the road's only, what, like two miles long? Yeah, something like that. I think I've heard about that. It's weird. I um, don't see that. The most I think, ter- I, I think I heard it on Jim Harold's Campfire Tales. Maybe. The most terrified I've ever been, and I'll be honest with you, we was exploring a, a, a um, abandoned hospital. And, you know, we had the full gear and everything. And we was, at the, we was on the fourth floor. And at the end of the floor, I seen a little lot. I was like, oh, shit, this is happening. So we started walking toward the lot. You know, with ours on, and we get walking to, with the light. Yeah, when we when we we just kept walking real slow. I was terrified. Not gonna lie, one of my friends had a baseball bat. I don't know why. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but we just kept walking, and the light went off. And I was like, "All right, well, it's not there. Let's go back." And he's like, "No, let's go down there." So we just walked down there, and it was just more people from the same town I'm from. <laughs> 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 but that was a good time. Damn it, Uncle Frank, put your teeth back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you had asked me earlier about what we had coming up. We have Martin, Unexplained Scotland, coming on. And we have an author by the name of Stephen Myers who has researched the pyramids coming up in June. Um, as well as Mark and Carrie from Erie, Florida, which I don't know if we were talking about Florida earlier, but they have done a lot of, I think, three books, Erie, Florida, Creepy Florida, and maybe Spooky or Scary Florida. I need to send you um, something to ask the Pyramid guy about. 
Okay. If you want to come on and be a co-host that evening, we would love to have you. What? Yeah, just let me know what day. If I'm free or we don't have nothing going on, I'll jump on. All right. It's a Sunday. Let me see. Sunday the 6th. But Oh, no. Excuse me. June 13th. It's a Sunday between 6 and 7 p.m. Central Time because he's on the Pacific Coast. That would be perfect for you to jump on there because I will be driving at that. And then we have Marnie Vintage. She's an author and a podcaster, and she does the Erie Oki um, podcast, which Oklahoma. And we have Anthony Tyler, who um, does www.divemind.net. He had contacted us. And then we have August 1st. This is one we're really excited about. Teresa and Dan Duke. They're brothers oh, and sisters. Yeah. And they are the great grandchildren. Excuse me. Great, great. Their great, great grandfather was Jesse James. Whoa. Wow. And <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. For two decades, they have researched his historical records and found where he faked his death. Um, in addition, they have also found like where he was all involved in this Knights Templar and hidden treasure stuff. So we're we're super excited about that one. And, and it's then, not it's not them claiming to be his great grandchildren. It is DNA evidence. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they are really direct are. relations. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Um, and then we have on the eighth we have Micah Hanks, which he's studies world history culture philosophy involved in all kinds of stuff with the aerial phenomena stuff and <laughs> bigfoot and all kinds of crazy stuff um he began podcasting he helped with like the former atf agent who was the whistleblower for the operation fast and furious scandal he's just done it all and that's all i have booked so far so i've kind of waiting I want to do some format changes, which I think I talked to you about, Henry, that um, we were looking at doing some formatting changes to kind of record twice a month instead of three times a month and some things like that. But so that's what we've got going on. No, that's awesome. Um, that is awesome. I want to listen to that one with the Billy the Kids. Jesse James. <laughs> Jesse James the Green. Man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I was really excited about that one. That, um, I wonder, ask them if they're in good with a six shooter. I <laughs> <laughs> they are. I don't believe you're related to them until I see you spitting that spittoon from 15 feet away. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, anyway, you know where to find us. You can find us on wearing the, at Wearing the Folk on Twitter. If you're listening on audio only, we are Wearing the Folk on YouTube, youtube.com slash Wearing the Folk. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, and you can find other audio platforms at anchor.fm slash Wearing the Folk. All right, and uh, Hadley, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. You can find me at Hadley Thorne on Twitter and um, Weird Realities, yep, at Weird Realities on Twitter. And you can find me at Shay underscore Tully on Twitter. I don't do any of the other stuff. But we're, we're on the link tree too, but we can't remember the, the address. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a link tree slash weird realities. Uh, you can find them there. And thank you so much for watching us because we're watching you.